You are listening to the Lit and Lucid podcast brought to you by Steve's Goods and Yoohoo Brand. Here's your host, Lucy and Jared. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording live from the Lit and Lucid studios in Littleton, Colorado with Rachel Zimbelman. She is the founder of Y Workshop out of Las Vegas, Nevada. What's up, Rachel? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for visiting us. She's visiting all the way from Vegas, so this is super fun to have her here in person on the show. Uh, So we're excited to speak to her a little bit more. Um, A little bit more about Rachel. She is the founder and creative director at Y Workshop. They specialize in focusing on crafting brands with soul by being able to help clients identify opportunity, create a brand story, and execute that effectively. So she's been working in the branding and advertising industry for over 20 years. And in 2014, she started working with cannabis industry, uh, seeing you know the need for branding in that space. So she's gonna discuss with us a little bit more about Y Workshop and what you guys are offering in Vegas. So let's just get started. Why did you get started in the cannabis industry um, and kind of how did your story evolve from there? So the road to cannabis was not a straight road to me. It was kind of like two roads that just collided. Um, I had been diagnosed with an autoimmune illness, which was about going on maybe seven years ago. And I knew I really wanted to heal that um in more natural ways i did it through dieting and exercise and um, i was lucky enough to have a friend who was a cannabis grower in nevada and he made me a high cbd strain honey and i was a little bit reluctant to use it uh just thinking that i was trying to stay away from pharmaceuticals and i just didn't think this was going to to be the cure and then within a week i was literally bedridden and I was up and uh, getting out of the house again and you know doing things with my family and it was a literally night and day difference and such a drastic change that I wanted to learn everything that I, I could about CBD and so he taught me how to grow it he taught me how to um, infuse it with oils and make my own um, CBD oils and so even to this day I still take it even it's more just for maintenance now but I will use it for everything and I just became such a huge advocate of it that uh, that's what opened me up to that side of that world and then just so happens that he was the first um, cultivator to get a license in Nevada and because I had had been working in the branding industry for about 20 years at that point and with um, gaming and opened up the Cosmo and a few other um, casinos uh, he was just going to slap on strain labels onto his cannabis and because he, he had his license. It was everybody was all, you know, all of the dispensaries were ready to buy it. That was the only thing he could buy. And I told him he absolutely, absolutely had to go the branding route and really put together the brand story and effectively put that out through his packaging and his messaging because he was the only grower at the time who was an organic grower as even now i think there's really only two in nevada that grow organically he's the only one that grows permalose um organic no-till living soil so walking into his grows like walking into a botanic garden yeah and so i wanted people to really get that vibe when Mm -hmm. they interacted with his brand Mm -hmm. and knew the love and the passion that was behind it 
And, um, and so I just took that responsibility on and wanted to really help him to craft that brand story. And yeah. that's how it got started. And from there, you know, all the other brands that came to market after him knew that they had to put together their branding if they weren't already thinking about it mm-hmm. and stay competitive that way. And we just started to get more clients based off of that. And now um, about 95% of our client base are our cust- I mean, you know, yeah. our people that we work with are in cannabis. Interesting. So, yeah, how awesome. how does that differentiate from like working with Cosmo and you know some of those hotels? So you still have it's still a restricted market, right? You have gaming and there's a lot of state regulations. So I was familiar with that. Things have to get run through the state, and um, everybody wants a piece of something. Yeah. And so um, the difference is is that. You know, there's a huge responsibility that comes with branding cannabis because you're you're creating these brands that connect with consumers on behalf of advocates who had been working so long to make sure that it was even an industry that could come to market. And so we're creating, it's part of history. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you're creating these brands that help legit, legitimize an industry. And so the responsibility lies really heavily on designers to do that. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that they're creating all of the branding and secondary ancillary packaging and, mar- and merchandise and marketing messaging that's expected from any other legitimate industry. Mm-hmm. And so the differences aren't that huge in terms of Cosmo, in terms of there's, there's restrictions in terms of advertising and where you can do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that responsibility of just making sure that the messaging is clear and that you're creating that good customer interaction is yeah. is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's important, like the cultivation. I mean, it's just now kind of coming out where people are concerned with how their products are cultivated and grown. And I love that you had that angle immediately. You thought of that and like, hey, you're doing something great here. This is stuff that consumers want to know about. The grower didn't necessarily know. And like you, that's what branding is. It's like you're bridging the gap between what consumers want to see and what they want. And then you put it on a package to where they can identify that and they purchase that based on the values they have yeah well cannabis is such a beast it's like you have this huge demographic right you have this counterculture which have really been the the lifeblood of of the whole industry before it became mainstream Mm -hmm. but then you have this whole new market of in the demographics of who are looking at it for medical purposes and it's like how do you in the beginning it was so difficult because it's like how do you create one brand that talks to both because mm-hmm. they're so different medical wreck so but you have one product that you know people are pro- using for two different things but th- it's that one product and so the the problem solving that's what we do we're like we're designers but we're more problem solvers mm-hmm. you know the problems that my cultivators have are not the same problems that my production will have and the problems that the consumer has and so we're just dealing with and having to create brands that speak to all of them and educate and just to have the clear messaging it's just like it's it's a beast all on its own mm-hmm. just so there's not very many other markets that i know of that have that problem yeah. right now i mean that's that's something that i haven't even thought of yeah. yet i mean i'm Me part of it and i haven't i mean we have medical and recreational here in colorado and all the other states that are legal obviously with recreational they have a medical program but i've totally never thought about it from that dichotomy of like me neither. A recreational consumer like me, I'm going out to just like smoke weed and 
and try to like take the edge off the day. Whereas yeah. like a medical consumer, like they have specific needs they're trying to do to alleviate pain, yeah. go to sleep, um, like nerve pain, things like that. Well, uh, and, and that's why I think, especially you see in other states, I, I don't know here that much, but like California, Nevada, especially a lot of the new brandings going towards mood based. You, go, you know, yeah. because you do have, you, you have that consumer base where it's, you know, 55 and up, or it's, you know, women who are looking to get off their Xanax or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, replace this with that kind of better choice kind of thing. And, um, and they don't care about a strain name. Yep. They don't okay. want it. They don't care about its cross or its history. Yep. Maybe they will eventually mm -hmm. as they get to know more about it because it is so interesting when you really, but it's so in depth they just want to know yeah and so basically nowadays people just want to go and they just want to heal whatever's ailing them right so they just go in and tell they'll be like i need to sleep tell me what mm -hmm. will help me sleep and so now a large portion of our branding is being built around the mood mm -hmm. you know we will put the strain stickers on just because they need to go on mm -hmm. but most of the packaging we're creating now for the brands are you know mood based interesting yeah that's yeah. where at least that's where we're seeing the consumer trend start to go and that's where it should that's go even in colorado i feel like almost colorado's like falling behind because we've been it's been such a battle just to like get people off of the high thc train mm -hmm. to understand and, and then so people fell into like the cbd and they're trying to find a balance of like thc and cbd and cbn yeah. and then they now we're like in the stage of like terpenes and people are like, oh, I'm looking for, you know, beta caryophylline mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. And now it's almost like Nevada and California are like, screw terpenes and THC. We're just going to go straight to mood because that stuff's too complicated. Yeah. Well, and they feed the mood beast. So, you know, the terpenes, you know, a limeline will elevate a mood, you know. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's like if you if you can just dial that in, the, all the information's there anyway. And most of the brands that we're creating... Um, our secondary messaging in terms of brochure and website and stuff go a lot more in depth into why that was created or or that you know um we're doing a brand right now it's called juice co and it started off traditionally um you know relax elevate but now it's turning into a 100 percent terpene based line oh, wow. and so they have a they call him their uh what is he their um cannabis sommelier no, and yeah, so nice. he literally is just in there creating custom terpene blends all day wow, long, new cool. flavors. So they have the four moods, but within those moods, you'll have 50 different flavors. Nice. And so it'll be like a cherry or a pomegranate or whatever. Yeah. And they'll be like, I just, I want to sleep, but I want a grape, you yeah. know? And so they're going the terpene route just because it is so, it's fun uh -huh. and they just want to educate people on it, but um, they're kind of marrying both of those. So I think now you're just starting to see ancillary brands starting to do yeah. offshoots, kind of like um, beer, you know, like different like, like mm -hmm. hops. yeah, mm -hmm. and different yeah. things are just, and you know, like micro brews mm -hmm. versus blah, blah, blah and stuff. And so I think people are just, it's not just straight, straight name flower, you know, yeah. Well, and I think it's also, I was looking at your uh, blog and you had a blog about kind of like the steps for branding a package and you were saying on there, like you guys initially had, you know, pictures of mint and like fruits and stuff and then you had <laughs> yeah. to take those off yeah, you know, because that of like was, the regulations. That was early on in the Nevada regulations uh -huh. and um, the regulations were changing like almost every six weeks. 
just in time for you to get your packaging printed and have to reprint everything again. So, like, I felt bad for my clients Mm -hmm. because, and not just to mention, like, you you get dedicated to a design and you're, you know, you love it and then all of a sudden you have to dumb it down and create something different but still make it appealing and, you know. Yeah. And and so eventually the restrictions on some of that stuff kind of... um, got a little easier and they let up on a few things which Mm -hmm. I think maybe some other states like California and stuff will end up going that route but uh yeah at first it was like we still can't do any cartoon packaging no characters like that um no whimsical fonts um there was you couldn't do fruit and stuff and then they said okay go ahead and do fruit and then it was so that's how we ended up with that and interesting and then um, there was like color restrictions yep. or number of fonts or yep. something. You, yep, you could, and that should be a design rule anyway. Yeah. But there was like, <laughs> yeah, a crazy amount of restrictions that had to be put on, and we had to every time they changed, they'd send us an email, and we'd have to go through all of our packaging for all of our customers and be like, oh, they just changed. And now, the fun thing is that, and this just started maybe a few weeks ago, but it had, everything has to go through state and county. So we've had instances where we've created advertising packaging and it's got approved by state and denied by county or vice versa. Mm -hmm. County approves, state denies, and then you have to go right back to the drawing board and appeal to everybody. Well, that just shows you, you know, for these companies out there that they really have to have a strong, you know, branding and marketing agency behind them that understands the rules that can have knows the regulations. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're lucky enough that we, you know, we have good relationships with both state and county. And so where normally it's like we take sometimes 30 days standard to get things, we'll push it through and it'll take a couple of days. That's good. And so, you know, we have good relationships with people who will help us get things done quickly mm-hmm. but yeah. it's still like you know still have to go through packaging if, if your packaging is in china like nothing happens quickly right at all yeah yeah it's insane yeah i mean that's how so that's funny now we're all kind of going full circle finally but how we met rachel's we had a client come to us and he needed packaging and we had no clue because we hadn't offered packaging and so once we started digging in and searching for designers there was like question after question after question and and it's a lot to it. And like essentially what it was is you can't just come to somebody with an idea and say, hey, you know, just throw together like a, a hemp cigarette box for me and, and call it a day. It is not that easy. Yeah. And I don't think it'll ever be that easy, truly. So it's it's cool to see, you know, branding on its own, but it's cool to see cannabis kind of catch up to that now and cannabis branding on its own. It's, it's very sophisticated now, I feel like. Uh, not just like the rules and regulations thrown into it, but also... The creativity that I think goes into a lot of the names and colors and designs and how people are trying to target consumers and people are getting creative to find, you know, ways to, to legally advertise the customers yeah. and the way they're advertising these moods and different things is really cool. And yeah, I think that's what we've seen is that when something gets squeezed and everybody's kind of feels like their hands are tied is when like most creativities came out of this. And I agree. I like just sitting back and kind of watching that. I'm like, holy shit, that's yeah. freaking awesome. I'm like, look what they just did. Yeah. It's like, what can you do with just this little bit of ingredients? Right. You know? Yeah. But, and you know, and then there's brands that have come out and just, have just killed it like candescent. Yeah. Have, and there's like, they're like a standard because really they've nice. figured mm-hmm. out, a way to effectively give their moods. I mean, there's still things that they do. They do a numbering system, which is very confusing. Mm-hmm. But but they their packaging is is so mainstream and so yeah. so pretty that it could fit on you know the shelf of a dispensary or a Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm 
that's definitely where the market's going yeah, because absolutely. because you know it is just an industry now it's mm-hmm. you know the, the the fact that it was once a you know an industry that nobody spoke about is slowly going away yeah. like like my mom's okay with it my right. mom never was before and so it was just like the fact that it just helps with so many medical purposes and just yeah. what well, I think the branding helps with that too. Branding is one hundred percent to you. you know? If you're not branding your cannabis brand right now, then you're already losing. Right. Because everybody lost. else is. And I tell my customers all the time, packaging and branding will sell anything once. But then it's up to you to have a good product yep. that can create that repeat customers. We'll we'll create something that will bring someone to you but once, mm-hmm. but it, it's up to you. If the product's not Absolutely. good, I can't help you. And so we have customers, we have branding um, cultivators who are like, uh, it's so funny because they're like, they have a huge following. They have really great product. And they're always like, why do I need to do this? I already sell out. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to want to grow. Right. Eventually, you're going to mm-hmm. want to grow your production. And, you know, sure, everybody who knows you buys you, but mm-hmm. you're going to want to get that, you know, the mom who doesn't right. know you who's going to go and be attracted to a, a box. A pretty box. Exactly. Yeah. And so you, your competition's already doing it. You're going to have to compete. Mm-hmm. And so now... Um, they got purchased by another company who has that that other branding over there, and they're yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, you need to get on our branding." Yes, yes. And so, well, speaking yeah. of Vegas and branding, um, I had a friend share. He's a bud tender out in Vegas, and he shared some um, Fireball Sativa gummies. So, like, are you seeing that they're doing that, like, kind of toying with you know alcohol as well? Or well, I see that they're being creative in terms of what they're creating and so they're trying to you know they're following the alcohol um blueprint Mm -hmm. and going after that really that partying 21 year old crowd you know they know who their market is but then i you know everybody's trying to just create something that no one else has Mm -hmm. because there's you know hundreds of gummies on there and they're all strawberry and blah 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 lime whatever and so now they have to come up with new and creative um ingredients Mm -hmm. and versions just to just to stay relevant so i'm not surprised by that me neither and it seems so catchy for vegas you know totally it makes sense like it would never be here in denver but (laughs) maybe maybe i hope not yeah Yeah. so vegas is a is a unique um a unique market because you've had to have so much money just to get a license Mm -hmm. and so you had you know, multiple people pulling, turning in their gaming licenses to get cannabis licenses, oh, wow. um, hmm. doctors and lawyers and people just combining their their money just to get these licenses. And so when the, when the um, I remember because I'm from Colorado, I remember coming out here when it first went legal and it, I was like, oh my gosh, they're like in little houses, yeah. you know? I was like, dispensaries are just like right next door and like this down the street. And in Vegas, it's like, it, they're you know just so well branded mm-hmm. and well thought out and it's like you, it, it's just night and day difference yeah. and so I know yeah. I remember going there and like immediately had to go to Reef they had like branded and like <laughs> the put, huge huge Reef huge yes one. yeah they had like yeah. Put so much out there that I'm like seeing them everywhere and I'm like well we gotta go of yeah course. <laughs> so yeah we did a um, a brand 
tie-in with 311. Okay. And then Reef, awesome. Reef literally came in and said, we're going to buy all the proprietary rights to that. They cannot, when 311 comes in, they cannot go anywhere else. Any, oh. Anything else you do, you do here. And so, <laughs> you know, I feel like Native Roots could get away with that here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, could, they yeah. could set rules like that yeah. here. So, yeah. yeah. And we had to go to, uh, had to go to MedMen. I think mm-hmm. they just checked that out. It was right across the hotel. See, and speaking of MedMen, you either hate MedMen right. or you yeah. love MedMen. Yeah. You like, know? I mean, um, we kind of hate them. It's really them. strange. We went to them in uh, Venice Beach. Is that the yeah. first time? Okay. It was like the strange. Everything was like 70% off when they're getting rid of all it their products. It was like, you know and... when you go to Forever 21 or like Express <laughs> when everything's on sale <laughs> yeah. and like the and you're like running yeah. through shit, like looking for stuff? Yes. This is how this dispensary was. And we're like, how That's is this That's really weird. Legal? And then coming from Colorado, it was like night and day. And, and this is not, this is in California, so... Yeah. If there's any like Nevada regulators listening, trust me, it's not, it's not your area. But <coughs> Venice Beach, this is where it's at. And we get up there to the counter, and one thing we always talked about is in Colorado, they're very strict. I mean, they just had Sweet Leaf got shut down for overselling their limits, the ounce limits. And we oh. go to California, mm-hmm. and about a week after everything was Sweet Leaf's, so like going down in Colorado, where like people are getting arrested and going to jail. <laughs> We go to MedMen and like you said, they're just like grab stuff out of bins and you just go up there and throw like your pile that you wow. collected by yourself on the counter. Stuff. Literally a pile. <laughs> That's crazy. And so we're waiting in line checking out and this guy is in front of us and, and uh, he's got a pile of shit. And like the, the bud tender's like, well, you hit your ounce limit. And I'm sitting there like, well, of course you did. And he says, you want to just do the rest of this stuff in a separate transaction? And the guy's like, sure. So he just takes his arm and like swipes the stuff over. Oh, and, and then checked him out again. And, and then like, checks the other stuff out and rings yeah. him out. And I'm like, that's completely That's crazy. It was crazy. It, I feel like that might strange. be a, the whole Venice lifestyle right, in Venice, general. Yeah. Because, but yeah, 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 I mean like. MedMen is, you know, I like the shopping experience. Like you said, you went to the one in Nevada. And, yeah, we went there too. And um, so, you know, nice. whereas normally you you go up and there's like a, a bud tender and you have everything set up in like the same, yeah. you yeah. know, three feet or uh-huh. whatever. And so I, I kind of feel like for visual merchandising and stuff, which is the next big, big thing that we're having to do, um, in setting that buying standard, you know, like there's one thing to set a standard for like, the creative for packaging and how you how do you put that messaging out and how do you get someone's attention but it's like creating that that really user-friendly buying experience mm-hmm. like an Ulta or yeah. a Sephora uh-huh. you know I think it's going to grow to that eventually when it, the, the restrictions are that you can't touch it right. basically but I mean I think right now the closest one that I've seen is MedMen mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's some here that kind of flow a little bit better like that but i've had i've just everything has been set in a certain way up till that point and so it was that's how it always is here in colorado and i kind of liked it because i mean at some point i think it's gonna have to go that route because you go to a liquor store you pick up your own stuff set it on the counter i mean it's i mean in my mind and this is my own opinion but alcohol is worse than marijuana so i think at some point you know marijuana is gonna have to kind of have the reins kind of taken off and we're gonna have to realize we're all human here and we're doing our best and i think somebody can go in there and and kind of grab some grab products a chocolate and, bar and, and set it on the counter, the counter and check counter. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they've somehow figured out how to give people the the illusion that they're not, you know, being funneled through, and that they can they have, you know, a, yeah. a much more organic buying experience. But then people are like, I just won't go there. They're overpriced. They, mm-hmm. you know, they. I, I MedMen is putting a lot of money into marketing. Yeah, so a lot. You know, talk about budgets and yeah. branding and stuff. MedMen. Um, 
Weren't they the Let's ones trying that. to trademark yes. a certain phrase or something? Mm, yeah. It yeah. was some, it was like a mainstream, like weed or something. Yeah, it something was like, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't Med Men, it was somebody else, but it was like they were trying to trademark plants over pills or something. Oh. Uh, like, okay, uh, well. But then Med Men was also trying to like trademark mm-hmm. like weed or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have not been shy about their like advertising and marketing at all. I know yeah. they're the ones with billboards and they were putting billboards up and. Yeah, no, they're all over in Vegas. There's cars, that red cars running around all over Vegas. And, uh, you know, you can't miss them. They, I mean, I know why their product is more expensive. They have to pay for all their marketing budgets. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's like, yeah, that's yeah. not like a company that's like, oh, here's our revenue. We've got, you know, 20% set aside for marketing. It's like we're putting $3 million into marketing. Exactly. We've got we've to gotta make, sure make to, that up. Yeah, yeah. we've got to yeah. make sure we make $3 mm-hmm. million to cover the marketing. Yeah. That's cool. And I think, um, I mean, Nevada was kind of wide open with advertising marketing there too. We were talking in the pre-show about how uh, we showed up and we were kind of blown away that, uh, what do I want to call it? Like the, there's a word I'm looking for, but essentially like the looseness on the advertisement. There's like billboards, there's cars that drive around. There's like everything was cannabis everywhere. And then Colorado, it's, it's like all these like government posters you see that are about like, don't drive high and Mm -hmm. stuff. And that's about the only extent you see of like cannabis on a Mm -hmm. billboard. Yeah. So it's totally different. I mean, but that's, it's Vegas though. Yeah, so I think you so can Vegas. say that about Vegas. It's Vegas, Vegas, you know, because I mean, we definitely have the, you know, the regulations of how, how close you can be to a school mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All of those are tight. You know, yeah. you're not going to get any of those. But, um, but if there, as long as you're away from all of those regulations, then you're free to, you know, post, is mm-hmm. you know, within reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't post anything that has that also has any kind of relation to gaming. Like we did an ad that had um, a royal flush, and then it showed a perfectly flush oh, flower, wow. and it was like the, marrying the two. And they said nope, denied because it had any kind of reference to gaming. Um, we did another ad where we created um, a reference to how Cannabiotics brought their team from California to to Nevada, just like the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They said, nope, can't mm-hmm. do anything related to NFL. And so there are unwritten restrictions that you don't find out until all of a sudden you do it. And they're until like, you do no, it, yeah. this is, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, in terms of getting into town and seeing like, just if it's cool branding and it's, you know, cool message or whatever, then they'll, they'll run it and you'll mm-hmm. see it all over. I think it's cool. I think that's the way it needs to be done. I mean, like you said, you have the gaming regulations that are there and, I think as long as like we follow in the footsteps of all these other regulated industries and do it the right way, yeah, I think that only helps cannabis's image long term of trying to bring it out of the out of the dark shadows and say that Absolutely. we're going to do this the right way, yeah, and we're going to follow the rules and yeah, like one of the brands is Juice Co. I think I was talking about um, the terpene one, and um, the messaging for that one is we have an image of their vape pens because they're just vape pens, mm-hmm. and then. You know, it's the graphics that follow it, which are really bright. And, and then it just says, where are all the baby pigeons? <laughs> you know? And it's like all of these weird little things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Or like, if there's a bunch of cats <laughs> pile on top of each other, is it still called a dog pile? Like, so it's just like, you know, one after the next, like, you know, billboards of just these crazy little sayings. Okay. And it's like, That's interesting. It, it has nothing to do with cannabis at all. Right. It's just, and so all of those messagings are on the packaging too. So we've had people try and collect the packaging yeah. because each yeah. one has a different crazy message on it That's or awesome. crazy fun. question. And so it's just, I mean, it's cannabis. It's supposed to be fun. It's, fun. Yeah. it's you know, and, and yeah, it's just, they've been able to have some really great. That's creative. Yeah, just, I like yeah. that a lot. 
All right, well, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I know that you also are the creator of CBDNA, um, an organic skincare line, and you said you know you created that basically out of necessity, and it's really just kind of a side fun side hustle. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a lot of companies kind of booming now and trying to take on the CBD craze. Yeah. So what it was your experience like with, you know, your beauty products? Well, CBD in itself is becoming this huge beast. I mean, I see it all over and it's like, well, really, what is it? Where right. is it coming from? How do you know it's clean? How is it, you know, extracted all this other stuff, but we got into it. Um, purely just by accident um, because I had had my own experience with creating CBD for medicinal purposes I knew the benefits of it um, and I knew that it works with how it works with the endocannabinoid system and your skin is your biggest living organ so when I had a family member who was really needing it to combat some skin issues I um, dove into learning as much as I could about other organic oils botanical and fruit derived that were beneficial mm -hmm. and um, knowing that I wanted to create a product that had a CBD infused carrier oil as its main component. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, okay, so what other oil is out there to help with, you know, inflammation or um, an antibacterial or whatever. I didn't want to use any chemicals or parabens or sulfates. I wanted to be, it was, had to be three things. It had to be free of any of those um, harsh chemicals, dyes. It had to be cost effective because if there was anything out there, it was usually, $90 and up right. and then it had to work like I didn't want to just to put together and it sometimes worked and sometimes it didn't yeah. and so we did about nine months of um, testing on it and realized that it was working a lot better than we thought it was and uh, we just kind of fell into it we had the clear serum was the first one we created we created a youth serum which was an anti-aging serum and then we created a balance, which is for uh, like eczema and any extreme skin conditions. Mm -hmm. And then we just stopped there yep. because we never set out to go into the CBD skincare line. Right. And um, and then we put it into dispensaries first and it just created like this cult following amongst the bud tenders. Cool. And it just started to grow from there. And we're like, oh my gosh, like we need to do this for real. Yeah. And so we've kind of started doing that more and more and... Um, while we do Y workshop, but it's still, it really is just a side hustle. Yeah. Like it's just kind of grown on its own, but I, we're just glad that we've been able to create something using CBD. Yeah. I mean, the CBD we use, it's from, you know, whole plant hemp. So it's, it's hemp. It's, uh, it's a, it's hemp that's been actually extracted to 0.3%, right? right? So we we know where it comes from. It grows in Nevada. We take the flower and we infuse it ourselves with our carrier oil. So we're not buying like a distillate yeah. or um, an oil from somebody else. So we know exactly what goes into it. And we just create it like as needed, one-on-one mm -hmm. uh, -on -one basis, just as, as the orders come in and stuff. So it's... That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. And I love that you guys put in the time and effort to do it the right way and like not make it, uh, you know, with all these other crazy ingredients that don't really belong there. Yeah. I think that in itself is like a testament to like who you are and like the amount of work it, like it takes to get there. Cause it's a lot of work. Yeah. We did that with bath bombs. Yeah. yeah. And it was a lot of like R and D because there's a lot of ingredients that just, they don't sync up if you do like the natural stuff. And so yep. you really got to like play with it to make sure the natural ingredients like sync up and 
And that's why those bigger companies, they use all those cheater products and nasty ingredients. So yeah, totally respect it because I know it takes a lot of work to like R&D and get stuff to work properly when when you're doing it the right way. Yeah. And you know, in doing branding and stuff, we were able to create like just a cool packaging for Mm -hmm. it and stuff. And so, um, you know, our goal with that one is to either uh, find a, um, a business partner that can come in and really grow it to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Or uh, have it, we're really sh- restrictive as to who we, what products we put into what um, businesses. So like if someone like a Thrive Hive or someone who has an organic store, you know, mm-hmm. that's their whole business model. If it fits in with our business yeah. model, then then we'll match it. We just right. won't put it Everywhere. just anywhere. Just mm-hmm. because. Yeah. Just to sell it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Especially with so many on the market. Like, it's, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. And, like, you can't trust half of them. I know. And that's so hard because I, I feel like a responsibility to tell everybody, you know, really do your research yeah. and ask where it's coming from. And, you know, I, I did a – when I okay, so backing up, one of the first cannabis companies we started was um, the Travel Joint. Mm-hmm. And it was because we knew people were going to start traveling to cannabis-friendly states and we wanted to create a website that felt like just your any other website that you would go to, like your grandma could go on and, mm-hmm. and get all the cannabis news and stuff. And so we were backed by Priceline. And um, and I did a story about five years ago about the difference between hemp CBD and whole plant CBD. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't trust your hemp CBD. <laughs> it's probably cut with this. It's probably cut coming from, you know, out, definitely come from out of the country, this <laughs> and that. And that thing has been shared over a million times oh and I'm, tr- I, I want to just pull it back and like, I've done corrective, like, okay, now <laughs> yeah. times have the changed. There's better. real hemp you can trust. Yeah. Like just make sure, you know, it's coming from a grower that's uh-huh. reputable and all this other stuff. But because occasionally we'll get messages and be like, this is not true. I'm like, I know it's not true, <laughs> but it was at one point. It, it just isn't anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of still is true though in some sense. Yeah. We struggle with it. We uh, and we have a lot of people hit us up for like branding and marketing. We'll look at the products and same thing. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, if you don't have a lot of things, then we can't really help you there because you know we, the you know our seal of approval is that we want to do things the right way as well. Yeah. And so even and then on the flip side is that we're consumers of CBD based products and tinctures and lotions and things like that and. It's hard for us to find reputable products. It's yeah. hard for us to find testing. It's yeah. hard for us to find where is this stuff cultivated? Is it actually, you know, what is the CBD ingredient? Is it a distillate? Is it a whole plant? Is it full yeah. spectrum? Is it isolate? I mean, all these things matter. Yeah. And it's hard to find that information. So it's still very much an issue. You, you're right. I think there might be a third one that I have to do that's like, okay. <laughs> it's This is kind of the gray area, right. see, because it's so gray area it's right so now. Because, and because there's so many people white labeling it. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's hard to trace back to and everyone's putting it in everything in your drinks and this and that. And it's just like, yeah. I have a question. Uh, So do, does Vegas like showcase their cultivators and their products as well in their branding? So... Because so like in Oregon, that's like their main thing. That's their thing. That's their thing. And it's kind of cool. So I think there's, there's a lot of turnover. Mm Mm-hmm. And with cultivation. Right. And we, there's probably one brand that would do that. 
but they're literally still trying to figure out if they're going to pull the trigger on that. Because if they do, for example, we've done branding where it says harvested by, and then it has the, the grower's signature. Uh-huh. Um, if for some reason something doesn't work out and that's not the grower anymore, they have to do all, do all, all their packaging again. Yep. So I'm sure... Like we've done it in advertising, mm-hmm. where it's just a you know a, a magazine right, ad or something. Yeah. yeah, but in terms of like I love seeing that on some alcohol brands mm-hmm. where they're like, "This is who distilled your," right. you know, and they're like a picture of someone and this and that, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's so personal," uh-huh. and it's so it t- just tells such a story. Right. And these cultivators put so much of themselves into it, like all day every day yeah. they'll talk about nothing but that and yeah. they would love nothing more than to have that kind of recognition yeah but no one's really pulled the trigger there like they have in in, yeah, in, oregon, in washington and yeah. oregon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We see it that is a nice too. branding element though right I it really it does good. connect with people mm-hmm. well, like you said it is challenging though to think about it i mean it's even the same for like uh like edibles and stuff a lot of people are like mixing batches and oils from mm. different growers and yeah so it is difficult it has to be like small batch. But it makes it hard yeah. for you to know what's in your weed. It does. Yep, yep. And do you have a lot of people who are really interested in that? Well, we personally are very interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our clients has a social media campaign. It's called hashtag What's in My Weed. That's awesome. So we're really like focusing yeah. on that. Well, yeah. We've seen though. It's interesting. So people, so the people who are interested, what we're what we're kind of deducing is that a lot of those people are still not purchasing from the legal market because they don't trust it. Yeah. And so they're still growing their own. It's basically like a lot of what they tell us is like through that campaign, everybody's like, well, grow your own because you know how it's cultivated. Okay. And so what that tells you is they're probably not purchasing from the regulated market. Yeah. And then the flip side is that is they don't trust the regulated market. They don't trust what's in the products. And so on like our side of it, it's like, well, if people start incorporating that more, then people would probably feel more trust and more inclined yep. to go purchase because then they would understand how it's cultivated. Yeah. So that tells you that, it's like this balance. that there's a, a hole in the market. There yep. is. Yeah. Yep. So maybe I, we'll see that too. Yeah, yeah. and I think, yeah, I, That's what I we're truly hoping. think if people started yeah. showcasing more of like how their products are produced, where it's produced, how they, where the flower comes from, yeah. things like that, how it's cultivated, uh, 100% I can tell you consumers love that. Yeah. We'll eat it up and we'll probably go and seek out your products. Through my experience, the only ones who don't do that is because they don't have, mm-hmm. they have something to hide. Yeah, they yeah. don't want it to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, so I've had a couple of clients. Half, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but that's all. I mean, it's changed so fast. You've seen it. Yeah. I think in the next five years, I think we'll we'll see a shift. And even if it's just like craft cannabis that makes that shift, yeah. I mean, it's still going to yeah. be there, and there'll still be a, an avenue where people can go and, and find out all the information they want. Well, you have, you know, and it's dictated by price. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have people who still purchase food based on price, even though they know organics right. healthier. You know, and it's just like so. You always have that market, but it's definitely it's gonna you'll see that shift in terms of the categories that Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of put in Mm -hmm. yeah and even for brands i mean that's like a more of a targeted approach too depending on the consumers you're trying to target depending on the area you're in yeah i mean maybe that's something to think about like in denver if you have a dispensary say in like a low low high neighborhood lower highlands or something where people actually are very conscious of uh their food and Mm -hmm. and all that and they're probably gonna be conscious of the cannabis they consume too whereas somebody who's just on like I'm using Denver terms here, like Federal or something at Colfax. Maybe they just want They're the just cheapest bang for the buck. Yeah. You know, yeah. $100 ounce out the door is perfect for them. They could care less what the strain yeah. is. or who High THC, low cost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's totally just, you know, your yeah. end market in mind. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, the last segment we always do is always kind of, so we're talking with entrepreneurs a lot of the times. And so we're always looking for, you know, some good advice that people can hang on to stuff you've learned, um, stuff that stuck with you, stuff that's kind of helped develop who you are. So do you have any kind of quick tips you want to share with any entrepreneurs out there? I think anybody who's looking, maybe you're a new designer or something and you're looking to get into this market, I would say learn the regulations of the state that you're in. Um, I would say, you know, look at some of the other branding that you like and maybe start creating even like just sample stuff to put to fill on your social media and your your Mm -hmm. web and start getting work from there. I would definitely say to get out and meet people, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything good with growing your business happens through the people that you meet and the businesses that you can grow from that. Um, I would say stay positive, get up, meditate, Mm -hmm. you know, take some time to put out your gratitude and, you know, everything that, you know, just puts you in alignment with the type of people that you want to be working with and, um, and just, and just keep at it. I think it's good for people to choose a, a niche. And so if, if cannabis is your niche, then, then hit it and become the best at whatever it is you want to do that you can do. Don't be, try and be everything to everyone Mm -hmm. and just, um, and just, just don't stop. Yeah. I mean, you hit like... And I loved all, all of those. Of those <laughs> oh, those were goodness. great. You might have to rewind that. That's all good stuff. I think the meditation thing yeah, is important. That. Like that's, yeah. that's Honestly, a big thing we're starting to preach now. That changed everything for me. It, it, you know, business and personal life for me. Like, I... My day starts when I set my alarm and I have this um, meditation habit. It's called... Um, Unsplash, I think that's what it is. Um, But I literally do a different meditation before I ever even get out of bed and start my day that way. And my, I take my daughter to school and she sets her intentions and we say we're grateful for. And it's just like, um, you know, I'm, I'm just super, super grateful to be able to work with the people that I have, the clients that trust me with their work, and that I can just do that and you know have work with the type of creative people that I work with all of the time. And in this industry that's like new, that's really, really, really making history. Like the 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 designs that we create right now are we're setting the standard until until it starts to evolve. You know, whatever we do. Like Leafly came out with the strain colors and for for the life of me, everybody was like, I have my I need my strain stickers to be these colors. <laughs> I was like, just because they said that that's what their colors are doesn't mean mean it has to be and they're like nope and so it's like you just are setting your standards and making you know creating this new industry and it's really really exciting and fun to just be in it to to elevate the crowd and elevate us all absolutely which is awesome yeah and just introduce people to things that are helpful things that can help them you know get off whatever they're already on or just anxiety or whatever it is that they're looking to help and um it's cool to be in this industry and to be helping brand it yeah i think so yeah and i think what you guys are doing is amazing and i look forward to uh to hopefully continue to work with you guys yeah i look forward to it too rock out some packaging and (laughs) if you guys need packaging you guys know who to go to now yep so you can find why workshop um, on their website and on social media as well Um, But thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us and coming out and visiting with us all the way from Vegas. We really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. This was fun. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 
So uh, if somebody wants to reach you direct, how is the best way for them to find you? So the best ways to find me um, are via our website, which is yworkshop.com, like you already said, or we they can even contact us through um, our Instagram, which is also yworkshop, DM us, it doesn't matter, we'll, okay. we'll answer right away. For anything, you know, even just creative questions or, you know, we work with a lot of up-and-coming photographers, people who just want to showcase um, and make a name for themselves. We like cultivating growth. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody's interested, if anybody's trying to become a copywriter or a blogger or anything, you know, we always work with new people. Yeah. Awesome. So. Well, hit them up, peeps. <laughs> All right, up. you guys. Well, with that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. We have known Steve for over a year now and find his products to be one of the most reputable sources of CBD and other cannabis products on the market. With so many imitation oils being sold online, it's important to source products from companies you trust. Steve's Goods is that company. Steve's Goods is an award-winning Colorado-based CBD company offering organic and locally sourced products at unbeatable prices. Visit www.stevesgoods.com for more info. This episode of the Lit and Lucid podcast is produced in partnership with YooHoo Brand. YooHoo Brand is an industry-leading digital marketing and business development agency in Denver, Colorado. YooHoo Brand specializes in social media management, website development, influencer marketing, and content creation, along with a host of supporting services to complement your marketing strategy. YooHoo Brand, building businesses the right way. If you're interested in learning more, hit us up at hello at or reach out to Jared and Lucy directly on the show.